This podcast is part of the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net Hello, all my beautiful people. So, when smartphones first came out, there was a joke that went around, and it says, there's got to be an app for that. And today, we are talking about an app that I think is actually needed when it comes to professional wrestling and everybody who is involved with it, whether it be a fan, a promoter, a wrestler, a backstage hand, um, an interviewer, any of these people, a podcast that uh, talks about wrestling, any of these. And today's guest actually has an app that he's creating called Overdriver. And we're going to talk with Bill Wright today in this episode. I'm very excited to have him on to kind of discuss what this is and how it will help the wrestling industry, independent wrestling, and everybody who is involved. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Bill Wright Overdriver episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes I have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. So, where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. I wasn't about to call you Dad, so... (laughs) Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like it triggers really? certain people. Yeah. Bloop. Wow. I was actually lost as an independent, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro. Get punched in the face all the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So tonight I have with me a man that I was introduced to by uh, Tim Rockwell. You know, I've had him on the podcast. He has 15 years experience in the wrestling business. He is the president and CEO over Overdriver LLC, which is something that we're going to be talking about tonight. And I am talking about Bill Wright. Man, how are you doing tonight? Fantastic, Jared. I appreciate you taking the time to have me on. Very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to this. You've got a very, uh, it's something I feel that the business has needed. And uh, you're actually putting it right at our fingertips uh, with Overdriver. And uh, so we're going to kind of just talk about that tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're we're blessed to be in the position to, to I think, take, take an idea that uh, the industry really needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and has needed for a long time. And I think that on, on multiple levels, a couple of other individuals have tried similar databases or similar booking platforms. And right. uh, for one reason or another, just never really caught the momentum that they, they needed. And I think we're, we're uh, in a unique position where we're, we're catching fire and we're not even launched yet. So we're, we're very excited about our community and about the opportunities that lie ahead. Yeah, I think I read on there that you're planning on uh, having this uh, launch in 2024, correct? Yeah, so I am, uh, as you mentioned, I have 15 years experience in professional wrestling, everything from competing in the ring and winning championship belts to taking a pile driver from uh, from um, Cash uh, Cash Wheeler. Um, okay. You know, and... Uh, you know, working with Shane Douglas and Jerry Lynn and whatnot. I did referee work. I did manager work and I was able to uh, do promoter work and actually run a couple of my own shows and, and have had experience, you know, in that industry. Um, And I have 20 years experience when it comes to retail sales and commission sales, but none when it comes to technology. So we, (laughs) we are at the mercy of the people I contracted to, to take our ideas and make them happen. Okay. Well, so let's kind of just uh, jump right into this a little bit. Uh, You said you have 15 years experience uh, in the business. How did you get started in wrestling, actually? Yeah, you know, it's a little bit different than than, uh, your average story of, you know, growing up and you just knew you were going to be there. Like, I suffered a lot of anxiety when I was younger. Um, So I was always a wrestling fan, but I, I... 
for most of my life or not most of my life, but a good portion of my early years, never pictured myself doing it because I was uh, a very anxious kind of individual. And uh, after uh, that had taken a toll on my health and I took some medication for it, uh, the anxiety started wearing off and, and I started working out. And while working out, what did I watch? you know, my favorite sport, pro wrestling. And and after the anxiety had been resolved by medicine and exercise, I thought, you know, I, I'm in good shape. I'm, I'm young enough. I could do this. And, right. and so I started searching out for a mentor and, and, uh, you know, before you know it, I put in 15 years experience and held, you know, seven some odd championship belts and, um, blessed to say I was compared to a lot of the better technical workers, in in my run and that was that was something i definitely tried to emulate so uh, i felt good in being able to attain that but i learned a lot about the business um the ins and the outs of managing and working crowds and ring psychology and heat and getting over and and uh also the you know the the business side of it where sometimes it's a hot dog and a handshake and right you know have a good day and sorry i couldn't pay what i promised you and uh, people going to business for themselves and uh, people showing up uh, messed up on on whatever substance and putting people at risk in the ring and mm-hmm. you know kind of the the better and the worse of it and I thought well there's there's really opportunity to to kind of take some some maintenance to this machine make it operate a little bit smoother and and that's kind of what birthed the idea of overdriver was taking that experience and and saying well let's highlight the good and, and let's also highlight the bad so we can start working on it and and it kind of pushed both you know in the opposite directions right so with this app it you know it it brings something that I feel there are some wrestlers out there. There are some promoters out there that have problems with this and it brings the fan into this as as well. And that's the marketing side because, you know, it um, allows, I I don't want to jump ahead here on, uh, you know, explaining this and everything, but it allows everybody to kind of know what's going on in either in their area or, uh, you know, if they want to travel, it gives them that option as well. Marketing is a big tool uh, that, you know, needs to be utilized in wrestling. And I feel that this is amazing when it comes to doing that. Yeah, well, that, that's definitely a big part of it. Um, you know, I, I I can say that I, I just finished watching uh, Netflix, the wrestlers documentary. Okay. An absolutely fantastic watch. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. If you love wrestling at all, yeah, you should take the time to, to watch that. It's a, a fantastic thing, but it shows one of the top, what I would say top five promotions in the United States struggling with exactly what you're talking about marketing. Yep. yep. Right. It's, it's always an opportunity. It seems um, for most of us to be able to really nail that platform and what overdriver is going to be able to do. It's going to offer you a social media platform. That's exclusive to professional wrestling. Yep. Um exclusive to our industry. It's going to offer you booking tools to manage calendar, to manage ratings and reviews, to manage secured payments. And then on the other side, it's also going to be able to allow fans to get push notifications so they immediately know when their favorite wrestlers are working, when their favorite promotions are running, and not be at the mercy of algorithms um, that sometimes do fantastic jobs and sometimes completely misses your mark. Um, And with the the driver part of Overdriver is to be able to take anybody that you booked on the show, be it ring crew, photographer, referee, or wrestler, and turn them into a hustler to drive ticket sales uh, or even partner businesses that you, you pull in um to sell your tickets and and give them a cut of the commission and adjust your price accordingly so you make what you need to um but others will also be able to to make a living at it you know and I, and then that's going to drive attendance significantly right yeah you know th- this is an ever evolving business wrestling in its own yes sir you know and uh i, I just got back from uh, a class for my shoot job uh on Thursday of last week. And one thing that, you know, they were talking about is today's generation stuff. They want to be able to do everything right at their fingertips. If it can come from the phone, that's how they want to do it. And uh, Mm -hmm. with, with having this, it's evolving with the business. They don't have to go, you know, even websites and things like that are becoming almost a thing of the past. If they were able to have an app, you know, people have ticket apps on their phone already. So, you know, I mean, this kind of, helps in that evolution process 
Yeah, no, I I appreciate you seeing that. Uh, hopefully others will see it as well. But I mean, that's kind of the truth, truth of the matter, right? Like, you know, there there are laws now in place where you can you can find people getting tickets because they're using their phones while they're driving. Correct. You know, um, it, it, it just <laughs> seems like, uh, you know, your cell phone has become, a, a, you know, another part of your body, if you right. will. And, and uh, you know, there's all these different jokes about it. But the truth of the matter is statistics are, you know, um, websites get less hits than apps do apps yeah. are, are a fast growing business mobile phones are, are what people use even our own studies show that more than 90 uh, percent of the individuals that hit our website are doing it directly from their phone so why not download a free app that gives you the entire wrestling business right in your phone yep uh, i mean it definitely makes it easier to have it all in that one spot you know uh me and my wife went out to dinner the other night and i was able to pay with my phone you know, um, yep. I took my kids to Comic-Con and uh, I was able to do all that with my phone. I had my tickets right there on my phone, you know, right. so, I mean, it, it's something that uh, it's needed, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm very I'm looking forward to this, uh, you know, rolling out. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. And and I would say a lot of people um, are definitely jumping on board, you know, Um with being excited with the idea and the prospect of this, uh, we just talked to our app team. We're supposed to get a serious update from them uh, later on this week. So we're, we're, we're right there with you. I was super excited to have this. I wish it was around, you know, when I was in the business, you know, right. years ago, it's been four years since I've been in the ring, but I, I would have, I would have loved to have been able to find bookings this way, or even training. Training yeah. was very difficult for me to get into. It was hard to find a school, right. uh, you know, in 2008 in comparison to now. Well, I I can uh, attest to that. You know, um, I actually I had found somebody through Twitter. I almost joined, and actually, long story on that, I ended up not doing it. But um, on Twitter, I had somebody tell me, "Hey, why don't you come train at my school?" You know, they sent me like this mm -hmm. application through Twitter, and I had to send them a headshot, and I had to tell them why I wanted to do this, and then they reached back out to me, and it was actually um, I, I've told this story on here before. It was um, there. There was a documentary that happened um, in the early 2000s, and it talked about like Jake the Snake Roberts, and it talked about a bunch of other people in there. And one of the guys that was on that um, was the trainer of one of the schools, and uh, okay. he, he was the one that I actually ended up speaking to. And he had like Alex Shelley, I believe, went to his school, or um, okay, yeah, you know. And so it it was really cool, and I ended up not doing it, but. That was all the way in California, and I'm in Arkansas. You know, there right. wasn't a good way to find a school in your area. And that was probably right around 2008, 2009, whenever I was looking at that. You know, so being able to have something that will tell you where stuff is makes it a lot easier. You know, it's nice to have the things like Google right there. So, I mean, having this for wrestling side will make it very convenient you know you said that it's for promoters wrestlers and for fans you know there's three separate sides of this app and you know they kind of all work hand in hand yeah absolutely yeah no 100 you know i think i i think that there's going to come come a day where we're going to take a wrestling fan on our app and we're going to guide them to a wrestling school and then they're going to get their bookings through their app um, right. And then after they, you know, put a couple of years into the business and they decide, hey, I got my taxes, I want to buy a ring, I think I can do this better. That's a, you know, tale as old as time, <laughs> you know, that we'll be able yep. to hook them up as a promoter and, and help them with the tools necessary to to do that job more efficiently and help connect them uh, with successful promoters so that they can learn, you know, the the right way to do things and, and the mistakes to avoid. Yeah. Well, I know from having lots of you know, different wrestlers on the podcast and stuff. And they talk about, you know, trying to find new places to go. And there was a number that you actually told me, and I did not realize this. How many actually different promotions are there in the United States? Yeah. So based on our research, there's over 630 promotions. Um, and that's, that's what we've been able to catalog. So we like to refer to it as the known market. Right. Um, because that's two years worth of, of research and digging into the business and trying to hunt state by state to try yeah. to figure out where everybody's at. Are you still running? Did you die during the pandemic? Have you come back since, 
you know, what, what's going on um, and, and who's active. So I would say right now we're looking at about 630, 635-ish, you know, any given day, somebody might shut down, somebody might open. So known market around 630 promotions in the United States, a little over 800 uh, on, a, on a global level. And we still have research going on, but that gives you kind of an idea of what this market looks like. Um, and we've identified thousands of, of professional wrestlers. That doesn't include your color commentators, your managers, your podcasts, photographers, videographers. It's a it's a huge market when you really break it down. And we're trying to create a system to help them all conveniently connect to give you more exposure for free and then hopefully to you know to get you more bookings and potentially even more pay through selling tickets for those bookings yeah well i for me i until last year i didn't even know that there was indie wrestling in my area um i yeah. started the podcast and then a few weeks later um a friend of mine took me to a show uh here in northwest arkansas and i had no idea uh, i was so excited once i found it but there's so much out there that we don't even know about right down the road. Yeah, 100%, Jared. Let me let me go ahead and say this to kind of un- underscore that real quick. Okay. Um, you know, and, and for anybody listening, if you're a fan of professional wrestling and you want to find wrestling in your area, if you are a professional wrestler and you're trying to get more bookings and and you're tired of of shouting out on Facebook, hey, please book me or whatever. Uh, <laughs> if you're a promotion, you're looking for talent and you get stuck in situations where a referee calls out, you need a referee or you need talent because this guy got injured, whatever. You know, there, there's no reason for you not to be on Facebook. There's no reason for you not to be on Instagram because it's free and it gives you exposure. Right. Overdriver is going to be the exact same thing, except we're going to have more tools that are specific to the industry. And we're not going to have all the, the white noise and the static noise of all the other industries, the boxing and the house painters and the carpenters. We're going to only have professional wrestling talent professional wrestling promotions and pro wrestling fans and it'll be free so go to overdriver.org take a look at what we're doing sign up to our launch list for free so we can notify you of contests notify you of the launch and and bring you into a large growing community because jared hit it on on the head i had another podcaster that i was uh doing an interview with and he was chit-chatting when one of our promotions at the time we only had 25 promotions on board we've grown significantly since but she uh, had mentioned something in the in the comment box and then they came to realize that even though he is really literally like her backyard mm-hmm. he had no idea she existed yeah no idea because most of these promotions are not getting anywhere near the attention or the saturation or the market penetration that they're looking for because there's so much competition. And what we're trying to do is create a laser pointer to, to help guide you exactly where you needed to go. Not, not just generally in the right area, exactly where you need to go, exactly what you need to help grow your business. And that's what overdriver is designed to do for professional wrestling. You know, you were saying uh, about how, there's so many that are in our backyard. I, I told you yeah, this and sure. I didn't even know this. Uh, so the one that I, I went to first, it traveled, you know, it was kind of in the area, but it wasn't just strictly right here. And then I find out I have two right here, 10 minutes from my house. I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. uh, getting people on board with this, you know, um, I'll, I'll take it from my side. So as a podcaster uh, last week, um, I had one person that I was supposed to record with and last minute they had to back out. They had something that come up. It's fine. You know, life happens. And so I had to go and find somebody else to be on the show. Well, then that sure. person ended up having to back out as well. So last minute I'm in my discord group trying to find somebody to talk with, you know, and I actually put a post out on Facebook. I ended up taking it down because I was getting a lot of hits. And to your point, what you were saying where it takes out, the carpenters and it takes out the boxers and things like that. I put a post out there saying, you know, somebody want to talk to me, hoping that one of my, uh, one of my wrestling friends or something like that would say, Hey, I want to be on the show, which I ended up getting one. Um, but I got a lot of other feedback from people who they were just being goofy. You know, they, they weren't actually part of it. They were just, I want to be a part of this, but you know, 
Uh, and that's not talking anything against them. It's just I was looking for a specific type of person to have on the show that night. And yeah, so absolutely. having an app like what you're saying would take all of that noise from other places out of the way. And so it makes it a lot easier whenever you have a devoted service to what you're actually looking for. There are podcast networks that I can do that with. I actually just found one um, today to where I can sign up and I can find people to be on my show if I can't find one for a week. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, networking is the thing, right? right. I mean, that's, it's absolutely how businesses grow right. and it's absolutely what, you know, professional wrestling does, but you know, when it comes down to it, pro wrestling became its strongest and its most powerful when it jumped onto cable television. I mean, you could have avoided cable television, but those promotions never grew uh, as quickly as the promotions that were on cable television. And the right. same is to be said with the companies that jump on the internet, um, the companies that are on Facebook and the Instagram, but there's so much competition. Yeah. We're building a home and yes. that home is going to help us to, to connect. Um, and, and so like I had another wrestler who he came to me and he said, well, how's, how, how's jumping on your app going to guarantee that I'm going to get booked? Well, in, in no way, shape, or form am I going to say guarantee that you're going to get booked, but what I am going to say is that your chances are sure a hell of a lot higher yeah. when you're on, uh, on an app that the exclusive job of that is to help connect fans to you and you to promoters, yeah. and guess what? We have over 80 promotions across 25 states that need talent, Right. so your chances are better uh on this platform than jumping online saying hey i'm free on saturday who wants to book me and your 25 friends see it yeah. right Th that algorithm is not necessarily going to solve your problem you right. know yeah you, know, you might throw a dart backwards and hit a bullseye but it's <laughs> it's not likely yeah it, it's it's very much a uh, shot in the dark the algorithm you know there are sometimes yeah, I'll, I'll make a post on my podcast page and maybe 300 people will see it. And then I'll post something the next day and it says 48 people seen it, you know, and it's, right. you know, it, that, that can get frustrating and uh, having a dedicated service can kind of take that out of the way. And with what you said, maybe they won't get booked, but they're going to get a lot more exposure with having being a part of this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The likelihood of you're getting booked significantly increases when when you are on a platform that's exclusively trying to get you booked. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, the the other thing, you know, to the alg algorithm point, I was um, helping uh, sponsor uh, yeah, a benefit show to an old mentor of mine who had who had passed away and and they were doing a benefit show in his honor. And we were trying to help with that. And mm -hmm. uh, the Facebook um analytics had said that the money that we had spent on the advertisement had exposed it to like 12,000 people. And right. yet somebody in my own like regular group of, of Facebook connections that I talk with on a regular yeah. didn't see it and didn't wow. know about the show until I personally told them I'm like 12,000 people, but you missed all the important ones in my, in my own database. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. You know? And, and so we, we just need more efficiency. We need more transparency and we need obviously more profitability in order for, for wrestling to grow. And, and we're doing a fantastic job. Wrestling is growing, but what if we can be even more efficient at that? And that's what we're trying to do to, to help with overdriver. And, and again, downloading it for free. I mean, how can you say no to that? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're pretty much, you know, throwing something away if you do do that. Yeah, but um, more or less, you, you're throwing like the exact opportunities that you're looking yep. for, you're throwing them out the door. Exactly. Um, you know, and we understand not everybody's going to sign up at first. We get right. that. Right. The The percentage of people that have already signed up is significantly higher than the average early adopter program. So the chances are that this is going to really catch fire once it does launch and then only get bigger from that point, which will help us to refine the tools and, and get more efficient at helping our industry. And yeah. that's what we're here for. So what actually led you into saying, you know what, I, I want to do this app. Uh, the, what was there a, like a frustrating point for you or was it just seeing the need for something in the market? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, the double-edged sword there is that, you know, I, 
I'm a problem solver. I'm okay. a forward thinking individual. I've been looking and examining problems and solutions for this business for a long time. Yeah. Um, the other side of that blade is that my wife and I had reached a point where we felt we wanted to invest in something. Um, and so we pitched ideas back and forth, you know, the normal things, you know, do you do stocks? Do you do, you know, do you get, get like uh, vending machines? Like where, where, where do you start with something like that? And I had pitched to her the idea of doing the app and um, she, she liked the idea, but she, like you, didn't know that there was that much of a market. And, and if you are listening at all, you know, to, to, the whole marketing side of things like you got to hang on because I, I got something I need to underline there, but okay. we, we had, we had decided on doing an app and then we started doing the research. And before you knew it, she's like, I can't believe how many promotions are out there. Cause she started doing, doing the research as well. Cause like I had put in months of research and I showed her what I had and she's like, okay, well let me kind of look too. And she's like, they're cockroaches. They're everywhere. Everywhere <laughs> you look, like you turn on a light and uh, to, you know, 15 federations in Arkansas, just hide under the fridge. Yeah. Like you just, they're all over the place. So we examined the market. We said, you know what? There's there's a potential. There's a problem here. We've got a solution. There's a market, and it is something that can be monetized primarily through uh, affiliates and advertising. But we have multiple structures built in uh, in this kind of a freemium structure. So let's let's run with it, and that, and that's what we did. Um, but going back to the point, because you you had talked about. You yourself, Jared, did not know until, you know, you started really looking into that there was indie wrestling, you right. know, even you. Right. There was an article that was published by, I want to say Bleacher Report, um, and they did not do a huge sampling of of um, fans, but they they did a, a sampling. They And the, the statistics that they came up with said that only 20 percent of the people that took that survey had any clue, any idea that there was even a thing called indie wrestling that really? 80% of the people sampled in that survey thought it was TV wrestling or nothing. That's a huge demographic. So I just, if anybody is listening to this, that's a, a wrestling promoter and they're on the fence on whether or not you want to be involved. I don't mean this offensively, but 80% you're missing it. Yeah. You're missing the mark. People don't enough. People don't know about you. And so what we need to do is unite as an industry to make more noise and say, oh, not only do we exist, but a lot of us put on a better product than what you get on television. So why don't you yes. come check us out? And Hey, why not be a part of it? Because yeah. we're part of your community. And why not help us contribute to the community? Because we get involved with the charities. And, and we need to pull together as an industry to make that noise. Because 80% not knowing you exist That's is a big an number. absolutely unacceptable number for yeah. any business to sit there and go, oh, I'm doing fine. No, you're not. No, 80% is abysmal. Yeah. Uh 20% penetration is just like barely making it as a salesperson. We right. need to up our game as far as making people aware of our existence. And I think that starts by creating a database that's a hell of a lot easier to access than going through 15 pages of Google to figure out that there are you know 30 promotions in in your state. And I live near Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh's uh -huh. big. It's the capital of, of, you know, North Carolina and Durham's right next to it, also big. And my first several months of research completely missed three promotions running in this area. Three. Wow. Completely wow. missed. Missed huh. the mark. Didn't come up. Not on the first two Google pages. So I had to dig deeper. Most fans aren't going to dig that deep to right. find you. Right. So that's that's what Overdrive is going to do. Uh, or at least assist with so that we as a community work together towards resolving this and creating a, a bigger market penetration. So kind of playing devil's advocate here on that, uh, what you Fire just away. said, one of the things for me, and maybe this is more on me than anything. Sure. I, I didn't look for anything else because, you know, over the years, WWE kind of leads you to believe that mm -hmm. there was nothing else. Vince yeah, absolutely. bought everything. And the only place you could get wrestling was 
through him. And you knew about a few other ones, you know, like Impact Wrestling and, you know, Ring of Honor. But it made it really feel like, no, there's no such thing as indie wrestling anymore. There's no, uh, there's no territory wrestling. And so it just kind of made me assume that, oh, there is nothing else like that unless you go to these big areas. Yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. Because WWE, uh, the big, I guess, cardinal sin of that company is that they don't support their industry. They support themselves exclusively. They could give two cents, if you will. Let's say I'll keep it clean for you. They could give two cents what what anybody else is doing. Right. And when you get there. And everybody's heard it in a documentary somewhere or on, on, you know, Miz talking to Daniel Bryan. You can spend 18 years in the business, but now that you're in WWE, none of that matters. You're a rookie it's all, again. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yep. And I personally, I, I disagree with that psychology. Of course, I don't work with a company, but right. But I can also point at AJ Styles and say the company doesn't entirely believe that either. Because, right. you know, first day Royal Rumble and he's off to the races. Like, exactly. It's yeah. a great thing to say yeah. if you're trying to, you know, demoralize somebody and then restructure them. But yeah. the truth of the matter is this is an industry and we should be working as an industry. Yeah. And the problem is part of what you had pointed out. There's not a territory system. Well, I'm not necessarily proposing, you know, we control a territory system, but let's at least identify it. Let's identify that there are 40 promotions in North Carolina and, you know, 20 promotions in South Carolina and 18 promotions in New York so that people can at least find you. And here's the other thing. If you take all of those promotions and let's say we flip the number, Uh hypothetically speaking, 80% of them pour onto Overdriver. Okay. Do you know how much of of a user base when you consider the fans that follow those promotions are going to pool into? Oh, it, huge. It's going to be huge. huge yeah. Yeah. Right. So you pour in your, let's say, you know, fifteen hundred followers, and then another promotion's pouring in, you know, forty thousand followers, and another promotion's pouring in. 500 followers and then another one pours in 20,000 before you know it you start hitting some really big numbers right and all of these people are looking for one thing on the platform wrestling and yep. when they go to another town just like you know if you were single and you're on tinder and you're like well i'm in new york what kind of fun is in town you're gonna look <laughs> for it right right you're gonna you're gonna change your location you go okay i've changed my location i'm in new york visiting what wrestling is going on do you know how many times we've run into people saying that just on facebook just visiting my grandma what's in atlanta visiting this person what's there and they're right. asking facebook they're not even bothering to google it yeah. they're just asking hoping somebody in their algorithm is going to spit it back out that's not efficient we can do better so I, I do want to ask because where I'm at, you know, I know that there are, I think you said 15 in Arkansas. Um, the, there's two states that I want to know about because it's where I get the majority of my wrestlers from. And uh, that is um, how many are, did you find in Oklahoma and how many are in Texas? Okay. Um, I'm going to have to pause that and then pull it up. Okay. I, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm very, very passionate about my product, but I'm also uh, a a concussed individual. <laughs> and because of that, numbers, yep. numbers don't stick with me. So when I tell you we have like 80 promotions on board, that's because I have it on a blackboard in front of me. <laughs> oh, well, well, as we're talking, you know how I said I forget uh, or I forgot what I was saying. I have a notepad in front of me and I write it down and I forgot to write, write down what I wanted to ask you. And that's the reason why I forgot it, but I got it oh, in perfect. front of me now. So I remembered, but I, I keep a notepad in front of me at all times because otherwise all my interviews would be 15 minutes long because I'd forget everything that I wanted to say. So I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. You said Oklahoma and Texas. Yes. Yes. We have eight identified in Oklahoma. I believe there's probably more than that, but that's what we've been able to dig up so far. And, I think and I could probably least, think of them eight myself. Yeah, and there, there's at least 25 in Texas. Yeah, And again, that's just identified market. I believe there's more than that because I think there's about 20 wrestling schools in Texas alone. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, identified market. You know, we've been able to pull up a lot of it, but, you know, this, this goes to show if – 
if I'm not pulling up that information, it goes to show that you're not advertising enough because I'm right. looking hard. Right. And if I'm looking hard and I can't find you, then fans that are casual are likely not finding you either. Right. Um, and, you know, advertising is is just it's it's all going digital. It's all going viral. It is. Um, you know, and and as it should, because like I I was you know, again, the OVW on on wrestlers like they were going out there put up posters and i'm not saying posters is, are, are like a bad idea but right. i can't tell you how many times i have worked with federations that have lost posters because a rival promotion just goes in rips them Snatches down it down yeah yeah and and all they do is they they go up and say oh you know what we had to cancel the show i'm gonna take this down for you you know i mean <laughs> it's it's not like it's not like they have to work hard at it. Like, right. You know, they're, they're nice enough to let you put it up, but they don't care enough to really like, they're not going to grill and be like, well, do you have your OVW ID on you? Like right. they don't care. No, they you know, don't. And, and that, that can create a lot of lost revenue yeah. in, in missed advertising opportunities in, in such an aggressive industry. Yeah. Well, I, so I know from advertising this podcast, um, mm-hmm. I have, depending on what type of show I'm having, because I don't just do wrestling on here. You know, I have musical guests on here. Um, yeah, I have, I have a guy that I've had on that has his own comic book company. You know, I, I have all kinds of different folks on here. So depending oh, on that. what I'm trying to do or what I'm trying to promote, there's different pages that I post it to Facebook. And, you know, it yeah, takes sure. me a good on Monday mornings. Uh, my wife knows that, pretty much I'm busy for the first hour that I'm awake because all I'm doing is posting it to all these different places. You know, I have 40 or 50 different places on Facebook alone that I'm posting. And part of me is like, this feels very um, like there should be a better way to do this, you know? And I'm sure. Yeah. It, Cause it feels very tedious, you know, but at the same time it, for right now, that's the only way I know how to get it across because, you know, I'm trying to get more and more people to listen to the show the same way a promoter would be trying to get more and more people to come to their show. So, you know, I, I, if you don't have the stuff, the tools, then I understand why some of these people would do some of the more archaic ways of promoting stuff. Right. Well, and again, it's not to say that's not entirely effective, right? Right. I'm yes. That it is, but there's just there's some really high risks. Yes. Um, with the pettiness that some of your competitors go with on on that level, right? So yep. that and that's really all I'm saying. But if you know, I I was at a I was at a show here in North Carolina, um, and I was uh, advertising to some of the talent, and I had brought brochures. Uh huh. For the talent, because that was my goal. I was trying to bring the talent on board because I figured promoters first, talent, and then fans, right? That's right. kind of my 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 trickle down. Yeah. I did not uh, apparently make that clear enough. And the promoter had announced to the fans that there were brochures, and they all lined up asking him where are the brochures. And I was out. <laughs> I didn't have enough for, for them, right? So, like, right. people are interested in, in doing this. And if I was a promoter, like – to guarantee that I don't have to waste money on, on, um, you know, uh, print advertising, getting destroyed by my competitors. Like yeah. fans are there to go. I'd have them sign it up to overdriver and tell them, Hey, next time I run, you're going to get a push notification. You can buy, buy a ticket right on your phone. If you want to, it's yeah. that easy. Yeah. And every one of those tickets that the promoter is selling would go directly to the promoter. Right. Um, but then to increase attendance, let's say that, Jared, you get hired by one of these um, promotions and they say, hey, Jared, I'm going to hire you through Overdrive. I'm going to pay you X for advertising or X to do commentary. Um, But I'm also going to authorize you as an affiliate. And every ticket that you sell, you're going to make, let's say, five dollars off of might be a dollar, might be two dollars, depends on the promoter. But let's say this promoter is aggressive and says, look. I need $10 off the ticket. I'll give you $5. It's $15 tickets. Not that bad. How many tickets can you sell at $5 a pop to get butts in the seat? Yeah. Um, if you're making $5 for every ticket that you sell. Right. Yeah. Because exactly. if you sell 100 of those tickets, how much do you walk away with? Well, it, yeah. I mean, it, you're you're definitely going to have uh, – that, that's an incentive right there, you know, for people to uh, – 
want to help out, you know, it's going to uh, get people to want to, you know, help get those tickets sold. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and if you, if you believe that you're a draw, you know, and I've had people that are like, oh man, like I'd sell like a ton of tickets, like super easy. Great. <laughs> yeah. Prove it. Yeah. Cause if you can make money at it, cause when's the last time that you as a podcaster get hired and you make $500 off of a wrestling show. It's never happened. Right. But <laughs> it could, it could if, though. If you, yeah. If you're selling tickets. Right. right? Yeah. If you're selling tickets and that, and the, the reason I, I came up with that is because I did commission sales. Yes. And when I was getting paid little to no commission, you know, mm-hmm. I was making the the mall wage to sell jewelry. And I made like, a, you know, a percentage or a, a half a percent or whatever for everything that I sold. Like I could care less whether yeah. I was selling jewelry or not. I was doing the job. If I connect with the customer and I wanted to help them, you know, that was that was reward for me. But the sale part, like I was barely making anything. So I care less. But uh, move to a higher commission structure and that completely changes your drive. And, and I went from, you know, being the the guy who could care less and wasn't really that good of a salesman because I, I was more customer service oriented. I, I wasn't driving the clothes, whatever to, you know, making 12% commission off of sleep sales. And, and yeah. I ended up being the number one in the district, you know, and I ended up outselling entire betting stores because, wow. I, I was driven right by the incentive. Yeah. It's it's definitely motivating. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. You change your life. Exactly. And it changed mine. Yeah. You know, it changed mine. But we we don't have that opportunity. And if you think to yourself, well, if I if I sell like, you know, a hundred tickets and I can make two hundred bucks or a hundred bucks, that's still more than a lot of guys get paid to even work. That's true. You know. Yeah. So I I feel like this is really going to change the attendance. Once it's um, taught well, you know, once we penetrate it and, and show that it works and, and start giving tips, tricks to people to be able to, you know, promote better. Yeah. Well, one thing that I'm sure that you're running across is there, a lot of people are scared of change. And this is changing sure. the game quite a bit, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it, what do you say to those people who are scared of that change? Yeah, well, so I think for the most part, like I don't have anybody who says that they're scared of the change, but but you can kind of tell that they're they're just like they're tentative. Yeah, and, and I think I think some of that's going to go away when they actually see it work. Right. Um. You know, because right now we're in the hey, we're 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 selling the concept, but I'm still waiting on the team to build the house. Right. Actually. When you step in the house, it's different. Yeah. Right. Because then you see you know, how everything works and how it feels and whatnot. But, you know, the truth of the matter is Apple, I'm sorry, not Apple. I'm sorry. Amazon is, is one of my favorite examples because Amazon started out by selling books. Yes. That's it. That's all they did. And they ended up changing, you know, the internet, if you will. Right. You know, yeah. And, a lot of different aspects of our society from streaming to how you get your deliveries done. Right. So, Change is absolutely part of this business. It's also part of human nature. Yes. Right. Using technology to make things more efficient is is part of how all businesses grow. McDonald's became an overnight success because they used technology and a system to change the game. Yes. If you keep walking down the same road that you're doing, you're likely not going to see a big difference. There is nobody who is going to beat Vince McMahon at his own game. Nobody. <laughs> right, right. And even if it's not Vince McMahon anymore and say it's TKO, uh-huh. like you're not going to beat them by doing what they do. You're only going to be able to, to make history if you do something else, do right. it different. And what I would tell anybody who jumps on this is you're looking for the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're looking for the next rock. You're looking for the next AEW or or the next big thing in the business. It's going to be a lot easier to find on a database that puts the entire industry on your phone. It's going to be a lot easier to find that next big thing, to be able to find – what is going to change the business and force us to evolve next. So why, why not put your finger on the pulse of the business as a whole 
instead of doing things the same old way and, and wondering whether or not you're going to be open next year. Yeah. Well, you know, it, a lot of these people that I am seeing that are kind of showing up out of nowhere when it comes to wrestling right now are the ones who are extremely unique. Um, there was, uh, well, it's Primo. Uh, I can't remember his last name. He was the pizza guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He was on AEW. Uh, there's another one that kind of stuck out to me recently. And that's uh, Dan, like Dan, the, uh, Dan, the dad, even, you know, um, I, oh, yeah. I don't know if have, have you seen him? You know, I, I, the name sounds familiar. I can't off the top of my head place it. He actually has a coffee mug that he has in the ring with him. And he does little, he dresses like a dad. And um, he, he puts his finger on the shirt or on their chest. And when they go to look at it, he flips them in the nose like a little dad joke. And then, you know, it, it, it's the things that are sticking out right now are what is unique? What is going to, what's different, you know? And what this is going to yeah. do is give some of those guys who do have these very unique talents a chance to broaden their horizons as well, along with some of the other ones. Yeah, no, no doubt. 100%. And, and I'm going to say this, like forward thinking is a big part of who I am. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it just really strikes to my soul. And, and I worked for circuit city uh, okay. when Circuit city was still a thing. Um, and a bit. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, like 20 something years ago and, right. and when we were still doing commission. Um, and I said uh, to, to uh, a customer and a, a coworker, I said that, you know, before you know it, these, these phones are going to get small enough. They're going to end up on your watch. Right. And, right. and sure enough, you know, that happened. So we, with that being said that, that it's part of that gift is being able to look at a lot of things at the same time. And, to, to your point, Jared, if you look online right now, especially like jump on Instagram or, or Facebook, you look around and just kind of like be open to all the alternative sports, right? Yeah. The MMA in a, a phone booth, the fight <laughs> yeah. circus, the juggling combat, the, you know, all this crazy variations of MMA that's coming up. Yep. People are desperate for something different. They're they're not desperate for the same thing. They're they're wanting that because that's that is that's just human nature. That's what right. changes the music industry, is what changes the film industry. And right now I feel like professional wrestling as a whole uh kind of gets hung up on the same past 20 years of sports entertainment. And and there's not a lot of people taking a risk to do something that is outside of that mold. But it's going to come. And I I don't think that you're going to have any platform that's going to find it faster than Overdriver because we're going to be taking the pulse of the entire sports entertainment and professional wrestling industry at large. And that next attitude movement, that next ruthless aggression movement, that next NWO dose of reality that changes the business, we're going to yep. find it from the indies. And, and we're going to highlight it and, and be... Um, you know, hooking our horse to that. Um, and people are looking for it and we're going to find it. Yeah. And the thing, thing is, is with indie wrestling, just as mm -hmm. since I found it in the last, it was March of 22 when I went to my first. Yeah, absolutely. Show, I feel that indie wrestling has, and maybe it's just because I'm more in tune with it now, you know, I'm plugged into it, but I feel that it's become yeah. a, a more mainstream topic just over the last few years um than what it was before and so you're like you said with having overdriver you know it's going to have its uh have the its finger on the pulse of what indie wrestling is doing you're going to be able to find yeah. these people that maybe you wouldn't be able to find elsewhere you know because they're going to have a better um marketing scheme to use or maybe schemes not the right word to use but they're going to have a better place Platform platform there you go better marketing platform to use to get the word out about them because there is so much good indie wrestling and i feel it is a awesome time to be a part of indie wrestling wrestling because of um the rise in its um popularity yeah absolutely yeah one 100 percent but indie wrestling is making um 
I, I don't even want to call it a comeback. I, I think we're going in a whole new territory, a new frontier right. for indie wrestling. And um, I have every intention of having Overdriver there to help elevate all of it, yeah. um, to connect everyone to to that best. I mean, that's part of what the rating system is for, right? But we're not going to let people rate um, like Google, where you can just jump on there and say, well, I drove by that restaurant. I think it looks dirty. So I'm just going <laughs> to create a fictional story about going in there and getting attacked by yeah. a side cat or something. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, nonsense, right? <laughs> we can't allow that in our business. So our business is going to use a historic format. So you have to be booked by or or work with a company or or be booked by that company in order to get that rating and the review in there. Okay. But then we start to identify the best in the business. And we identify people that have opportunities to grow. And if we don't identify those opportunities, then we don't challenge the either the promotion or also the talent to be able to grow and to say, okay, well, you are a three store. Do you want to change that? Or are you going to live that? And if you're going to change it, how do you do that? Right. And that's going to give people the opportunity to grow um, uh, and prove their draw and um, show that change and show that you're, you're heading in the right direction or show that you're not, because if you're not, then I also think people need to know, you know, this is what you're booking. You know, this is a, this is a broken you know, product. And yeah. if you think you can fix it, great, but at least know it's broken when it arrives yeah. or, or this promotion, you know, might not be uh, on the up and up. And and if you're comfortable with that, go for it. But if yeah. you're not, we're telling you ahead of time. So you're not driving two States over to find out that, you know, it's, it's not a fit for you. I, I like that. It kind of reminds me of uh, Spotify when it comes to a podcast. Yeah. You can't rate a podcast on there until you've at least listened to one episode, you know? And so I I like that because it can't just somebody come in there and be like, oh, well, I'm mad at them for something. And so now I'm just going to give them a bad, bad review. You know, I mean, people will try to do that. And yeah, uh, absolutely. Trolls exist. We know that. Yeah. People are petty. (laughs) So, you know, sure. It, um, I, I like that you're going to have that aspect of it to where, you know, not just anybody can put a rating in there. They actually have to have interacted and done something to be able to put in that review. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate that. But I mean, everything that we do at Overdriver is because we love professional wrestling. We, we're trying to help. Right. right. Everything we're doing is to try to help. It's not to hinder. Yes. And, and if you feel that we're doing something that's going to hinder hit us up at overdriver.org and tell us your thoughts so that we can take a look at it. But I think that you'll find um, play the devil's advocate with us as much as, as, as you want. And I think you're going to find that we did the research and that we have put a lot of thought into this and that we've put a lot of stop gaps in anywhere that this could uh, create more of a problem than a solution. Yeah. So there was something that you sent me the other day and it isn't a referral contest that you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Because what we we want to do is offer you the most robust product as possible. Right. Um, and so there, I've, I don't want to have two wrestlers and, and two promotions on there um, on day one. I, you know, right. I know we're not going to change the business overnight. I know you're not going to log on and find, holy crap, all of professional wrestling is on there on launch. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a little unrealistic. We get that, but we yep. want to give you as robust a start as possible. And it's kind of like when you pay stocks, right? When you pay a little bit in now, then 10 years down the line, when it does grow into something big, you know, you get some of the benefits of that because you've you've been there the longest. And so we're trying to get people invested in the company ahead of time or more importantly, invested in the product ahead of time. So we have 80 promotions across 25 states that have already signed on. Uh, We intend to have a 2024 launch. We are shooting to have that number as close to 200 promotions as possible by launch um, and to have as much talent to help those promotions as possible. And so what we've done is challenged our current um, group of of uh, pre-signups on the launch list to refer talent, 
of any kind, whether it's a professional wrestler, referee, manager, photographer, a podcaster, send them over to overdriver.org. Tell them to sign up to the launch list because it's absolutely free. Um, And in that, whoever will have the most referrals by October 31st will end up winning a 200 cash prize. We'll end up cash apping, Venmo, whatever you're most comfortable with. And we're going to pay 200 cash to whoever has the most referrals out of our current launch list group. And then one of their new referees on that same day will get uh, put into uh, all their, I'm sorry, all their referrals will be put into a hat and one of them will win $50 in a drawing. Um, So the one who wins the contest wins 200 and then one of their referrals will win 50. Um, And the only uh, real rule to it is that you have to be signed up to the launch list in order to qualify and then just tell people to sign up to use your name so we can add it up. We've got um, a couple of, of front runners already, um, but we're going to let this go all the way until October 31st before we draw the winner uh, to see how much growth we can get to, again, benefit our community because that's what this is really all about. The more the more we have in the community, the more help we can do. Um, right. I actually had a, a promoter um, just recently that had uh, their ring situation. They were they were going to rent a ring and they got yanked from them um, wow. for their show. And so we were able to reach out to our pre-existing community and say, hey, they need help. Does anybody got a ring? And within, I, I want to say 24 hours, they had the issue resolved and they had uh, yeah, a ring for their upcoming date. Um, and that that's not because overdriver did anything special but we now have this this home where all these promotions are heading to where they can help each other out and they can message you know each other and they can uh, be involved and and the community fix that and so we've already got an amazing community and we're just looking to continue to grow that because the bigger the community is the bigger it's going to help everybody that's awesome man so we're kind of coming up on a close here if people want to Follow the progress on this. And if they want to sign up, where is it that they can do that again? Yeah, absolutely. So go to overdriver.org and that will take you to our website, which will give you some information. We have a video on the product. We have, um, you know, some uh, images of the prototype and yeah, in the pitch, if you will. But we also have the launch list on there and you can click on there and for free sign up because when we do launch, downloading the app is going to be free as well. Um, And by signing up to the launch list, you will then be notified as soon as we have our official um, launch date, which is uh, currently ETA, um, the beginning of 2024. Um, So we'll be able to update you on that date as we get more uh, refined with it. Um, And also update you on contests because we, we, this is our second contest that we do. So it'll keep you up to date with contests and any other updates that we have for the community. So just make sure part of the community ahead of time. It lets us, um, you know, keep you, keep you informed. So overdriver.org sign up to the launch list. And then if you know anybody who loves wrestling as a fan, if you know anybody who runs a promotion uh, or if you know anybody who is a talent, wrestler referee whatever tell them to sign up because we are intending to have the most robust database possible um by launch and then continue to grow from that point to continue connecting the community to make it more efficient to make it more transparent and to make it more profitable for everybody involved all right man and do you have any final thoughts before i get you off of here no, no, I just uh, I want to thank you, Jared, for taking the time to uh, have us on here so that we can talk about the product and uh, hopefully connect to the audience to let them know what's coming. And I just appreciate you very much. Yeah, thank you for coming on here. I, I've really been looking forward to talking to you and uh, I've enjoyed this tonight. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, you're an absolute pleasure to talk with and, and it's been a real joy. So thank you again for having me. All right. I can't wait to see this come out. Yeah, yeah, us too. We're very, very excited. Early 2024 is what we're we're shooting for. So Overdriver Pro is coming. All right. Well, you have a good night. You too, Jared. Good night. Hey, listeners. I'm glad you're enjoying what you're listening to. I'm Billy from Zero to Hero Podcast. I'll always be joined by Jim. And me and him are the Falcon Skull Podcasting. Definitely, if you love what you're listening to, then come swing on by Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you find your podcast, we'll be there too. What's up, everybody? This is the Showcase Alex Royal, brand new host of When This Microphone Hits My Mouth, You, well, you get the idea. We're going to be bringing you guys new episodes every single week, keeping the same popular style format that we had on What Can You Offer, my other podcast with John Cross. Be sure to check that one out because every once in a while you might see another special episode and you never know, John might cameo on this one every once in a while. But we're going to bring you unique perspectives on all things Oklahoma wrestling, pop culture, entertainment, podcast, and really, honestly, just anything that pops up. We're just going to have a free-for-all, have conversations, have guests, and have a grand old time. So be sure to check us out every single week. The goal is to have a new episode drop every single Friday. So you, yourself, your friends, and everybody else listening to this right here can check us out. Be sure to check back. Riddle me this. What do you get when you get three Paranger fans who also write Paranger fan fictions and upload them on separate podcasts and YouTube channels and you happen to put the three of them together and they form a unique Paranger storyline? Here's your answer. You get the three Ranger bros, who is myself, Ty Tiger, the Red Corner Ranger, Mark, and the Cosplay Dude 637. We are the three Ranger bros, and we came up with the idea called Power Rangers Global, a storyline where four different Rangers from different universes team up to save Universe 2118, a universe ruled by the gods. Now, if you want to hear Power Ranger Global, you can find it on Tiger Tales, the YouTube channel, and Nerds Through Comics, the podcast. And you can find that podcast anywhere that podcast can be listened to. So, one more time, that's Power Rangers Global on Tiger Tales, the YouTube channel, and Nerds Through Comics, the podcast. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Bill Wright. He was an amazing guest who brought a lot of really good information to the show. And I hope that you guys do go and sign up for the Overdriver app. I will have a link to it in my show notes. Um, I believe this is going to be a great benefit to everybody who is in the independent wrestling business. And you guys really should go and look into being a part of this. So I want to give a shout out to my podcast networks, the OIW Podcast Network, the Avenue Podcast Network, and the Zio to Hero Podcast Network. They all have great stuff. Go and follow each of them if you're looking for more good shows. If you like mine and you want to find more like it, go follow these guys and uh, listen to what they have as well. So I do have merch out, as you know. Make sure that you go out there and get it. You can either get it from me or you can get it from Cups and Teas by Stacia. She makes all of my stuff for me, including my wrestling stuff that I do with Diamond State Wrestling. She's made shirts for the Vatos Loco, and uh, she's done all kinds of great stuff. Yes, it is my wife, so I might be a little partial, but there are plenty of other people out there who will tell you how good a quality work that she does. So go out there, find Cups and Teas by Stacia, get all your custom stuff from her, as well as some of my merch as well. So I want to give a shout out to D-Cure for making my ending theme song for me. I really appreciate you doing that, man. It is amazing. And if you like the way that it sounds, make sure that you go out there and give him some love as well. Have a link to his stuff in my show notes. I also want to say thank you to Original Geek Comics for putting me in your Paladin comic book, the very first issue. And uh, there's a nice big page with my logo and the QR code to find this show in there. So I thank you guys for doing that. They're doing amazing stuff. And they've got some new stuff coming up here soon that's uh, pretty awesome. So keep on the lookout for everything that they're doing. Also, if you want to follow me with what I'm doing with Diamond State Wrestling, I will have links to that in my show notes. I am a backstage correspondent for their shows as well as a co-host for The Rare Cut. And The Rare Cut is a show where we kind of hype up what's going on in Diamond State Wrestling, letting you know exactly what's happened in the last shows. We discuss what we think's going to happen. It's kind of a hype show and a talk show all in one. And kind of a podcast almost. So make sure that you go out and follow that. I will have links to all that stuff as well. If you want to follow me online, you can do so. You can go to Facebook or Instagram or 
pretty much any social media website and you can find me on there just look up if you give a data podcast you can also look me up on google i'm the first 10 to 15 results on there as well and if you want to send me an email send it to give a data podcast at gmail.com i look forward to hearing from each and every one of you as you're listening to this make sure that you go and rate and review this episode let me know what you think whether you like it whether you don't let me know And if you do like it, give me a five-star review. That way more people are more likely to find this show as well. Um, Also, like, share, and subscribe to this show. Make sure you hit that notification bell. That way you get notified every time there is a new episode of iGadap. Also, if you like this music that you've been hearing in the background, it's made by Ike Makes Beats. Uh, He's a guy that I found that makes some really, really good um, lo-fi beats. And so I appreciate him allowing me to use this in the episode as well. I hope you guys enjoy it and, uh, you know, give him some love as well. So we've come to the end of another episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast. And it is time for Billy's favorite part of the show. And that is Dad Joke of the Week. What do you call a marathon for pastors? A rev run. (laughs) All right, guys. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, though we're blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. Download and tune in remotely It's the podcast for me Have it on, better go see And listen closely Download and tune in remotely This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network